0: Let Me Talk podcast season 2 episode 33. Today's guest Lanika Den works as an Australian actor, playwright and filmmaker. In this episode we talk about the play she has written and has been touring Dead Skin. We also discuss what writer she wants to be and the story she wants to tell. She also tells us all about being the founder of the Monologue Collective and how she was able to see what was missing for teenagers and create this resource to help Hey, Linnega, thank you so much for coming on Let Me Talk podcast today. So excited to have you here. Yay, I'm excited to be here. How's everything going? How have you been during COVID? I feel like we've just connected, so I want to know, like, your experience with COVID and things like that.
1: Um, I had a wild experience with COVID because I just sort of um went into, like, hibernation i spent the last 6 months at my mum's in the blue mountains cuz i got stuck there at the beginning of like the sydney lockdown you couldn't go anywhere cuz it was my yeah. birthday my partner and i got stuck there and then my mum was scared that we weren't going to um get back there for christmas like mm. if there was any other lockdown she was like no 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 so she was like you stay here so i <laughs> literally stayed in the blue mountains on this weird ranch horse thing for like six months. So oh, well. that's what I did.
0: Yeah. You just chilling, chilling on <laughs> the ranch. That's cool. Huh? Yeah,
1: It was great. And I, like I was just working remotely and um, just did, just did a bunch of riding stuff. So that's what I was doing. Yeah. How
0: about you? Me, I, mine started out pretty wide. I left LA for like, within three days because I was living in LA um, wow. when it first started. So I had to pack up and leave literally like never experienced something so traumatic like that just to get oh, up, and pack up and leave and like just because it was so, so fast hard. you like get there you take so long to get there then you have to pack up and just like leave. Um, and yeah but- then then it just allowed me to concentrate a lot of like um, all of this kind of where let me talk came from like I was like I'm so over this like just because I'm in Melbourne so our isolation was like forever.
1: Ew, so, you've been in isolation for like your entire life. I, I know, know literally. babies baby's been born in the time that you've been in isolation.
0: Yeah and at the same time like it was like traumatic at the start but then like once we got into it, I was, like, kind of, like, a little bit thankful because, like, it allowed me to just really, like, refocus on things that I wanted to do. And, like, when I was yeah. in LA, I was working, like, 14 days straight. Like, I didn't even have time to do what I wanted to do. Like, it was, like, crazy. Like, I'm so thankful that I, I went to LA and stuff, but it was just, like, cr- like crazy. And like such a reality shock when you get there and you're like, okay, this is not as like simple as I thought, or like, I wasn't as prepared as I thought I was going to be. So yeah, yeah it was crazy, it was. but hopefully we're seeing the end of it a little bit now. Like, I know there's another variant, but hopefully we don't have to like isolate again and things like that. Cause it's stressful to isolate, like, and just, oh, I think you just forget how to be social for so long. Like we were oh. just, like, locked in.
1: I'm not good normally socially, so then when, like, you throw COVID and it's like, oh, I've got to – it's like me doing, like, an awkward U6 dance. Like, I just yeah. can't work out how to speak to people.
0: Yeah, um, literally. Yeah. It's, it's difficult when you're just locked up and you haven't really been around people for ages, but I'm so yeah. grateful that we're at well, – we're a little bit, like, better now and yeah. starting to come a bit accustomed to – the new way of life, including the war, right now. So we'll just keep going, just keep pushing with whatever life throws at us. Really. Yeah. Well, we actually start with a rapid fire on the podcast. Um, yeah. so are you keen for that one?
1: Yeah, let's let's go.
0: Cool. So the first one is, uh, what actor inspires you the most?
1: Ah, oh, what actor inspires me the most? I'd say. Oh, that's so hard. I'd probably say probably Christian Stewart at the moment. Not because I really believe in her. Like, not because I'm the biggest fan of her work, not because of, it always changes, but not because Mm. of, like, anything to do with that, but just to do with what she stands for Mm. and how much she just continues to go like continues to do whatever the whatever she wants and yeah. like the journey between doing Diana
0: mm. and
1: Twilight it's just like oh that's just so lovely to see someone and like even if people think that she's her acting isn't valid or whatever like obviously there's a lot of people that think her acting is and she does incredible work for what she wants to do and the way she talks about her process is just incredible and yeah. a queer woman so I love her
0: yeah love her. yeah she's actually really great like I feel like She's gotten so much scrutiny about her work and stuff in the media, which is yeah. like I don't even know why. Like I think she's a good actress. I I generally like her. I haven't watched Diana, but like I've seen like oh, the, you'll love it. I need to watch it because I just I'm so intrigued by like the royal family and that story. It's a bit, it's crazy, but um yeah, she she seems like she can be in any role really. Like I don't see her. I don't know. She's Okay, this not probably, like, the right comparison, but, like, yeah. she, you can't... You know those people, those actors where you're like, okay, I see... You, I just They do one role and you're like, I, I struggle to see you in another role. Like, just, mm. like, when I'm watching you in another role, I'm always reminded of that role. But she's one of those characters that, like, those actors that are like, you just... you. She can play anything and you don't really see her in that specific role. Like, I don't really... If she's playing Diana, like, I don't really see her as like twilight anymore do you know what I mean I feel like that's the same with Meryl Streep you can put her in like anything and she's just like this mm. is th- like you know what I mean you just she's that character that's what she's playing and you don't think of her other roles because you're like she's just so immersed in each character that you're like Jesus I don't know just like it's just like genius work but yeah I do I do like Kristen Stewart I don't really I haven't watched a lot of her stuff but the stuff that I've watched I'm like so good and yeah. she's, she just does – she stays in her lane and she does – and she also is, like, so, like, outspoken with things too, which is which is great.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I love her. Um, and even, like, if she's got a really, like – people say that she has a very, like, serious and has this mm. weird mannerism and stuff, and it's like no one's called out Ben Affleck for not being able to act for 10 years and people act like he can act and he's the most good <laughs> person I've ever seen. So it's like she's literally doing similar to Ben Affleck in if you look at mannerisms and things, and it's like, but because it's man, he doesn't get called out. He sucks. (laughs) Cancel Ben Affleck. That's what (laughs) cancel Ben Affleck.
0: So passionate about like cancel Ben Affleck
1: (laughs) just because he doesn't get anything. He can't act. I think Kristen Stewart gets so much bad rap. Yeah, she
0: does get bad rap. Like I don't know why. I, I. I've never understood that really, like I'm just like I don't get it like I think I genuinely think she's a good actor. i just I don't know why she I think it's more because she's a she's a woman and she's outspoken and says what she says what she wants, which is yeah. like why is that an issue? There's so many like male actors that say what they want they don't really
1: yeah they't yeah, get a bad rap
0: get a bad rap for it, which is weird um the second one is. TV or film, what would you, what do you prefer to watch?
1: I prefer my favourite thing in the world is an indie feature film. I say indie very lightly. I say indie had like probably like a million dollars, like a million dollar indie feature film that's been picked up by like A24 or like Mm. Magnolia Pictures and it's just got that gorgeous aesthetic of whatever they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. That is my, and it's usually about something important. That is like my peak in what things should be. Though I believe that if you're like, I don't know, for me right now what I'm trying to work on is what is TV structure because films don't sell it. Like you can't get as much money when you're um, trying to get to streaming platforms to make Mm. them as you can with TV. And all of the jobs are within TV. Um, so yeah. I'm learning about TV. And I love TV. Like I love, um, I, love yeah, like I love TV. For you. Like there's so many shows that are just, that are done like mini feature films. But if I'm honest, I, I have a long attention span when it comes to film. Like, people yeah. like, oh, we need to make TikTok series. And I'm like, I don't know, because I really, I like a film and I like that period yeah. of time. I'll sit there for it
0: yeah no I like films too I feel like I'm I'm the same like I love I love a good like rom-com blockbuster or whatever but I'm like I'm really like I like indie films as well I just feel like there's a lot more room for like creativity and in, yeah movies. and like there's just like yeah like the the stories are like quite they have the stories are really important that that indie movies make which is like it's just like i love watching those kinds of movies that have like meaning behind them and stuff i'm not really like if i'm gonna admit like i'm not really like a marvel fan and stuff but like i appreciate oh, okay. what they do i just not like interested in watching it which is like i don't know i like but- <laughs> if, some, if someone point. wants to come at me like come at me I don't care. No,
1: that's like another product at the supermarket in comparison to me like it's just like that's not your can of beans and the other yeah. one and like,
0: i like, also appreciated porn. seeing seeing people that like are not known like that you don't that are just like are actual like that are just just doing what they need to do and they they're in independent movies you don't see them in everything like all the time and stuff and it's like it's interesting because like those are the actors that I feel like I admire because they, they stick to what they want to do and they yeah. don't they don't do everything. Like they don't have to do everything because they know like what they want to do and who they are. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I love that. I Love that.
0: Um the next one is like Blockbuster Indie what you prefer to watch. So I'm just gonna assume that it's indie <laughs> indie film
1: because
0: he answered two in one. So I was like, sweet. And when the last one is when are you most inspired? When am I most
1: inspired? Um, I'd say that that is entirely random, and I think that's the greatest thing about it is that you won't have. And especially, there's this whole like stigma with. I hate literary writers. I've done many literary writing groups because I come from a theatre background. Yeah, I don't get on with. I don't get on with playwrights because I'm. I started writing when I was seventeen. And they don't. They don't take me seriously, but then get jealous that I've got the opportunities that they want. It's like you just got to you just got to take it seriously. Like I write, that's fine. I don't. I don't tell you you don't write when you're forty-five. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So they, they have a real issue with things, and that I'm not allowed to be in there and stuff. And I think that's because they've got like these strict writing schedules, and they have like the whole process. And it's very much like to me that completely. I can't write like that because I, I won't have anything to say. And I refuse to write unless I have anything to say. Yeah. Because what is the point of me writing like a cute little crime monologue where I feel like I'm getting my indulgence out? It's like, no, nah, I have to have a weird idea that I want to exist yeah. because I think it'll it'll do something to people. So to me, it comes randomly. It might come in the middle, middle of a crossing. Don't die. <laughs> Proceed crossing, <laughs> no. but then write it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Just like, write it down. And then you don't,
0: you don't forget that. I like that.
1: Yeah. And then I'd say, stick. see if that thing sticks around for more than three days. Because if it mm. does, then that means that it's something that you've got to pursue. Not because I think people are very success oriented. Like I've got to pursue this because it'll then turn into this. I don't think mm. that's a good idea. I think you've just got to pursue it because obviously you like whatever subconscious layer is going, no, no, no. I really need to do that for myself. To so do yeah, it for exactly. yourself and pursue that. But like wait a few days because I have so many ideas that like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Someone just like, is. okay,
1: that's just not. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I
0: totally get that. I mean, like I do not I just feel like, yeah, when you think of things, it's like drop them down and then. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, go back to it, like, if it's something you want to do because I feel like I'm, like, I've had so many ideas and, like, so many of them I do nothing with because I'm, like, okay, that was just, like, a weird idea. Like, maybe not. So, but, um yeah, that's awesome. I like to hear that. It's just, like, random. But
1: never, I just say to that, don't get in your head that any of your ideas are weird mm. or, like, that they're bad because I think it's, I think a lot of, which makes me really sad, I think a lot of people don't, write an idea that could have been so good and could have existed in the world and have been lovely because they thought that was odd i think it's true never judge the idea but just wait wait and see if that idea is still something that comes to mind like a week later because then that just means that you want to do it i don't think you should ever judge the actual idea that you're creating
0: yeah that's true well, that's something I've learned. Don't judge.
1: Don't judge the oh, idea. No, no, because maybe maybe that idea was the starting point for something that was going to be entirely different. Mm. But it's just whether you yourself subconsciously go, oh, I actually want to do that, or you're going, no, nah, I'm just having a laugh, just having a laugh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> true, yeah. true.
0: Well, like you've had such an interesting journey, like I'm just like obviously reading up on you and stuff, like no, no stalker vibes here, just got to do my job, you know, (laughs) Um, as a podcast host. (laughs) Um, So I'm just so interested in how like it began, like what, what got you into like wanting to be in the industry and yeah, take me from like the beginning, like how did it all start?
1: Um... Well, I was mute at school because I was really overwhelmed. Like I was I was very very shy but also just mm. socially awkward. I didn't understand how to have a conversation with people until I was like probably about 10. Oh, wow. and when I got to school, I just was overwhelmed at the whole situation, just wouldn't speak to people. And like mm. my teacher was convinced that I was deaf, and asked my mum to take me to the Deaf Hearing Association to check if I was deaf because mm. I just wouldn't respond because I was I was like utterly terrified of her. She was she was crazy, and lots of stuff happened. Um. So anyway, but I won't get into all of that. Um, <laughs> she definitely should have had a lawsuit, but like anyway. Yeah. Um, and then my mum was like, "Well, my daughter needs to talk, and she won't talk at school, and she was, mm-hmm. and I'm like I was getting really, I was getting bullied because I wouldn't speak." And she took me to an acting class, and I hated it. I hated. We did space jump, and I wanted to die. And I was like, "This isn't acting." And then I went to another acting class where we read a script, and I was like, "Oh, this makes sense because it's like person A and person B, and it shows you how they have a conversation, and then." Yeah. I sort of fell in love with it because I'm a very, even though I was always a very um, wouldn't speak sort of gal, Mm. I've always been super, super emotional, like to to an extent that's unhealthy and like sometimes inhibits my ability to like live every day. But Mm. acting was something where I could be taught how to have and, and writing everything that's come from that, something where I could be taught how a conversation works. Yeah. And then how I can use my emotions for something that people view as a really good thing or a valuable thing that's taught them something. And it was a place to channel that with learning how to have a conversation. And so that's how it all started. I was just obsessed with learning how to be like more of a person, to be honest. And I did that for ages. And then I had like a crisis at 15 being like, well, why do I actually want to do this? Because, Like, if I just want to be an actor, like, what, like what is the reason behind that? Because I, I was like, I don't want to be famous. I don't want – I don't really have – I'm not interested in my face in things, but I'm interested yeah. in stuff.
0: Mm.
1: And I just was like, well, why is that? And I was like, oh, it's because – I want. Um, there's so many things that don't exist. I hate that there's no rep- representation of teenage girls. That's correct. That other than like shut up, mum. Like that's the only representation of teenage girls 100%. we get. I Apparently. feel like back in the day, it's like there were
0: like some film, some like TV shows or whatever that were more like that represented a more realistic type of like teenage person, teenage girl, and now it's just like bro like I didn't even know like I don't even know I, do- <laughs> I can't even talk some of the freaking shows are just like too yeah. like I mean I love Euphoria don't get me wrong like not gonna diss so it. Like, I, I do so. it. I do love it I I I like the like the way that they're, they're making it and things like that but for teenage girls that are watching it that think that their life needs to be like that and some people do take it literally like like that why isn't why and I like that in high school I think sometimes it can be a little bit like like the misrepresentation of high school like I think it can be a little bit worrying because it's like that is just yeah. not that's not when the way any
1: of them work when do besides being a nanny in a million dollar apartment when do any of them work like I job <laughs> when I was like 10 when do like doing odd jobs like when do any of them go to school when do you mm. see you doing an assignment when you see them doing an exam yeah there's very
0: rarely shows like that now like i feel like early 2000s there were like more like shows like that like even though the the actors were maybe like in like early 20s or whatever i feel like that was just how they had to cast people because of like you know budgets things like that anything um it's just a little easier but yeah i just feel like so many shows these days just don't have that good representation of just a normal like teenager like normal teenage storylines like I feel like they're all like extreme (laughs) like I'm happy to watch it because like I'm like in my late 20s but like it's worrying that like a 16 year old would be sitting there watching euphoria or whatever thinking like oh yeah like I should do this
1: It it's either really. like Nickelodeon shows or Euphoria and it's like where's the gap between like <laughs> Disney friendly and like, oh, a joke about a biscuit to like yeah. full-on sex scenes, drugs. And It's like fair. Both of those experiences are valid. Both people yeah. both can go through those but there's no middle ground. There's no middle
0: that. ground. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think is like missing. There's no middle thing where it's like, just a normal like teenage show like yeah everyone has drama like you have to dramatize things in tv of course but i just feel like there's either one extreme or like there's the other like gloating mm, and disney and the, yeah there's just nothing yeah. nothing in the middle just for like a good hearted like teenage show i don't know but yeah i agree. I, I agree with that um <laughs> so what um so how when you got out of like being able like learn did you literally learn how to have a conversation when you were like in the classes in acting and stuff is that what kind of gave you the confidence to then go out in like the real real world or to actual school and like talk to people
1: yeah yeah that changed my life because I became obsessed with it and I was I was just interested in it became um not just I'm interested in learning how to have a conversation with myself but then questioning Mm -hmm. Why do people say things? Why do people have this response to things? And then it became a whole like human psychology sort of interest. I was interested in human behavior and why people did things that was like contradictory to what they were saying. And and then I just realized that I was just entirely interested in like people's stories and things and whatever my role in telling those stories, I was very interested in that, like finding ways to do that. And then when I got to 17, Hmm. Um, I was sort of like, like I was auditioning for a, like big shows and stuff and was doing things and I was like, but like there's no good, like what we've spoken about, there's no good. I was looking for a monologue for an audition for some theatre show and I could not find anything within my age category and I was just yeah. like, and like even above, like even early 20s, I was like, all of this is about a husband. I was like, I love it. Like all this is about a boyfriend, a husband, or terrible Australian theatre monologues. Mm. Look at the green grass and the beach is there. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. yeah. I was, like, I don't want to describe the Australian landscape, nor do I want to talk about a boy. So I was like, maybe I should just like write a play just so that that exists. And then mm. then that's sort of how that all came Fruition, and now I've just learned that I'm not always like I can do many, many different things to be part of telling stories, and I'm sort of more interested in that than like I, I act, I'll yeah. write, like I'm very interested in just what am I needed for this story, and then working out, yeah,
0: kind of like whatever. Like, if you write a story, you're not like wanting to be in it every story that you yeah. write, like, you are like happy to write what it
1: like, oh, it's, yeah. So- some character, like I, I'm not made to play certain things and I'm not yeah. interested in that I'm interested in. I think the only reason I play Andy in Deadskin is because she's got a particular, she's not me at all, but she's got yeah. a particular eccentricness and way of speaking that I've never seen on stage before. And I think if it was done by anyone else, it would be done either in a way that looks like they're because I'm neurodiverse but in a way that looks like they're pretending to be neurodiverse Mm. or in a way that looks like they're 13 and it's like even even the this is such a random thing I just want to tell you very interesting in the audition process of casting my play of so it's two teenage girls that we're casting Mm. 17 so that's I've got my license. I'm going to like, I've, I'm have i like basically out of high school. So they mm. speak the same as we speak. Yeah. They just be walking in like, oh my God, oh, this is so crazy. And like acting like they're actually, not. Even, they're not even 12 because 12 year olds don't speak like that. But like our older idea of what 12 would be mm. and I'm like, if you just speak as you normally are, that's a seventeen-year-old. Like, yeah, give her some credit. So, yeah, it's just weird. But that, that was the reason I did that because I was like, no, this is very important. She has to speak a certain way, and I'll just yeah. do it so that there's a guideline. And then if anyone else wants to do it, they can follow the guideline and see what happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what what got you into like theater? Like, I not like what was the main kind of going into theatre first versus, like, film and TV and what was that? Like, Um, Did you just more interested in theatre?
1: I think I was more interested in – it was just sort of what I fell into. Like, that was what I started with. I started taking theatre classes. Like, my Mm -hmm. acting classes were theatre-based and I – went to theatre auditions and stuff just because they were more accessible. Like I had an agent and I was going to do big feature film auditions and stuff, but it's like well, I was just doing that and seeing what happened with that. And then at the same time I was just going into theatre and I just had more success with theatre because I understood that world and I felt like it wasn't as much about it – was, it was more about how you acted than it was about specific looks and specific demographics and things. Yeah. so I really loved that I could be like at those auditions you can be in a room with people whoa who knew (laughs)
0: they're
1: They're absolutely disgusting so I do I literally do them for a living and I'm like they're actually terrible
0: um yeah they're they're, it's very like because you can do it over and over again it's not really like a real experience of an in-room like audition unless like you're on live zoom with the casting directors and things like that then that's more real but yeah. i feel like yeah self-tapes are very different very different
1: to like need- theater
0: auditions for sure like it's completely just, different worlds
1: advice for anyone never get your mum to read like you can't you've got to get a reader like I work as a reader because you have to be like you have to oh yeah
0: never get your family members that are in in the industry as readers no it's the worst
1: and even if you get an actor but you Mm. know that that actor's not going to tell you if it's good or not and it's just going to go yeah cool okay do you want to do another one don't do that you Mm. need someone there that's going to coach you not because they know more like I know nothing but like someone who's going to share ideas so that then you can take away what you want from that. But you've actually got feedback and you feel like you've changed your performance.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I don't like the like stale, like even like, oh, even, I, th- I think school. I've said it, I think I've said it on here before, but I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I Even like um, casting director workshops where it's like casting directors will just like not give you like, Good feedback. They'll just be like, "Yeah, that was really good." It's like, I know that that was shit myself, so I don't know what you're saying, and I don't know what you're watching, but like,
1: like... casting director workshops are a scam. Oh they, yeah,
0: I think so too. They're just
1: casting directors to earn a bit more cash, and it won't change. They like it doesn't. They sometimes they come into there. Like I had one with a particular casting director, mm. and it was the last one I ever did. I went, I'm never doing this again because I just went, I am a, I am a commodity paying you $300 and you don't care. It yeah. did not matter what I did. I went in there and she thinks she's hot crap in Australia. I can't stand this woman. And <laughs> she went in there and she was on her phone and she didn't look up. She didn't look up. She didn't look up. She turned the camera on. She was like, yeah, cool. It was like her last one of the day. Yeah, cool. Um, just go go for it. And she's like on her phone. She's got the script in hand. She's doing both of those at the same time. And I was just like, and then she was like, yeah I might do another one can you just like give it some more fun and I was like <laughs> no. okay give it some more fun just play, with, fun. It. Just play oh, yeah. with it and give it some more fun are the two worst directions you could ever give a human being because they are so vague and it doesn't make any sense um Literally. and I was just like this this bitch isn't listening why am I even here and yeah and then I did that and then she was like yeah you'll get a copy of it at the end have a nice day and I was like you're not going to remember who I am two minutes later because you didn't even meet me in the first place. My oh,
0: word. my God. That's yeah. so – I hate that. I hate that just vague. Like, there's some casting directors that I've come ac- – that I've been taught by that are, like, really good but – and, like, actually want to be there and a genuine people, but there's yeah. some that I've come across or, like, at least, like, one person, which, I don't know, <laughs> one oh, specific person hard. that is just, like, oh, my God. And, um, yeah, does think they're a little bit above what they are. I don't know. But it's just – it's hard. It's it's really it's really annoying because it's like I put in so much, um, like, effort and you're just going to be like, yeah, that's really good. And then that's it. I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah. And they just leave me, like, sick. Um, yeah, it's terrible.
0: Um, so, the – the question I have is How did Dead Skin come about? Like, what did you do with, um, what did you do with like developing that and getting that off the ground? And what was that experience like? Just like creating your own play. Like, it must have been massive. Like, I feel like it's a massive job and something that takes yeah. a lot of time.
1: Well, COVID made it take three years. So I was so little when I first wrote it. And then I was, oh, two years actually. And then I was 19 and Mm. that was, and now now I'm 21 and I'm still doing it. I'm like, like, cause now it's a whole different thing and it's going in, I'll explain, but like in the remount here, but it's like the amount that's 17 to 21, well, Mm. I'm 20, nearly 21 is like 18, 19, 20, 20, that's four years. And like four nine years, like four years between the transition of high school to mm. the real world and I've learned entirely who I am as a person now. So it's like mm. not entirely. I've got way more to learn, but yeah. I, mean, I have a solid ground in comparison to when I came out of high school. I was like, I didn't even think I'm gay and I wrote a gay play. So <laughs> like, that's, like that's the yeah. layers of that. So yeah, so the period of doing this, I'm just very lucky. I'd say that I'm just very lucky that th- this was my first play I'd ever written mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen for people. And its yeah. I don't think it's because I'm overly great. Like I don't think the first drafts of Dead Skin were amazing at all. Like I yeah. don't. I just think I was lucky and I had, I think it's all about perspective and that's the mm-hmm. thing that I like scream at people. And I'm not talking like cute diversity quick. Um, Tick quota boxes perspective, which is like it's queer and blah blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> like just perspective. That's mm. like I wanted to even within the variety of dead skin. It's episodic. It's everywhere. There's like weird video projections, and the entire thing is written in this real like gritty dialogue. Like really mm. like oh, fuck this da da da. But in this real like heightened world where this. Mum character is like sort of there, sort of not like it's just a bit odd, but like yeah. feels like it's very, very now, very here, and everything feels so urgent in the play. Mm. And but I think it's like the style of the play as well as the heart in it. Like I was because I was 17, I was just writing bare, like I love the blah blah blah. <laughs> like I think those two things, it's yeah. just very specific. Perspective. It's Mm. not even about the quality of the play. The play is getting better every time it gets redone because because I was seventeen. I'm learning more about it. Mm. Not that not that it wasn't great at seventeen. Like I fully vouch that I wrote a structured play that was different from anything that was on Australian stages at seventeen. And y'all can start. But like I mean, (laughs) I still have learned a lot just because I have learned in those periods of time. It's years and yeah yes. that's well it's like
0: four years of time that you're working on this play that you are like rewriting things and like things are changing in your life and you're you're like transitioning from a teenager to like an adult like nearly your brain is almost fully developed so there's a lot of things that are going on yeah. that, you, that are changing in your life and yeah you it's just it's it's exciting that you wrote it at such a young age though and like it's still, I'm it's so just still getting better and better and like you're learning things or adapting it to things that you're learning. So it's just, it's just awesome. Like that you even had like the attention span to sit there and write a play. Cause like at 17, yeah. like, that that's so like unusual, you know, like at 17, I wasn't doing that. Like I was still doing like your general like
1: acting class. So that's like, yeah, that's awesome. I, I, but I think that's because it's been in a telling stories has been an obsession since I was Mm. like I it's it was the only thing I did if I had spare time that's what I chose to do yeah like I just I wasn't and especially in high school like I completely I got a scholarship to go to this fancy school in the city and I completely isolated myself there because I was only interested in doing the best that I could in school just because I knew I could like I Mm. I was not going to use my ATAR I don't use my ATAR yeah I was like I just think I can do that. And I just really want to show to myself that I can do that. So isolated myself completely. And then my, and like, it was on purpose. I wasn't that bothered. I was just like, I'm really interested in school. And then I'm really interested in creating art and what that is. So Mm. I sort of just had this weird period of like hyper-focus. I haven't had it since. It was amazing. It was like, it was also toxic and terrible. And I went through a lot of terrible, terrible things because of it. But yeah I was just sort of that was my whole world so I'd say I wasn't a normal 17 year old I <laughs> I was obsessed I was yeah. obsessed and infatuated with the idea of like making something so yeah i do you want me to explain how I did it like I've just gas bagged on for no like-,
0: like I just want to kind
1: of like did you know how to write
0: a play before you started writing it? Like, did you know the structure of it and things like that? Cause I just feel like people would want to know like how you even got started writing a play. Like a lot of, it's so like, there's a lot of classes to do like script writing and film and TV, like script writing and stuff. But how did you get like into knowing the structure of like writing a play? Like I'm assuming probably from the internet, but like, how did you? I um,
1: I didn't, I- I didn't Google anything. All I did, I like was pretty insane. I just read plays that I liked, mm. and I and all of the plays that I liked because I don't think any play that's like you've heard of <laughs> is terrible. Yeah, all the plays that you haven't heard of are amazing. And I was just on like indie theatre companies like Red Stitch in Melbourne, that sort of stuff. And on AustralianPlays.com, they have such an array of plays that aren't just like the gross white man plays. And I just read anything that was episodic, that was a bit odd, that was a bit yeah. different, that was a bit. Yeah, I just read so many things on there that just like opened my mind. Like I was my. The play that read that changed me, I read at 13 and it was Patricia Cornelius's Love. And it's mm. about. Um, these two like working class um, um, sort of women and these guys and this guy that comes in and it's basically about like a prostitute and a pimp and crazy stuff like it's Mm -hmm. and about but it's about their queer relationship. Yeah, and I read that at thirteen that like changed my life. So I think it's just I just read so many plays, but and not shit plays like not. I didn't, I, I have not read any of the Shakespeare's. I still couldn't tell you anything about them. I haven't read mm. any of
0: them. Um, you didn't study it in school at all?
1: I did, but I didn't yeah. listen. Like I did, I did the work and I did the essay around the idea of it. I learned the quotes, but I did yeah. not read the play. So, <laughs> so I, was, I was just bored of it. Like from the beginning, yeah. I was like, oh, and like even when we'd speak about it and we talk about how universal it was, I could come up with arguments for why it was, but I didn't believe in any of them and I didn't, like I didn't think. Yeah, you're just doing
0: the work because you have to do the yes. work.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's just not – yeah, it just wasn't my vibe. So I mean, I've probably gently skimmed Shakespeare, if we're honest. Um. So I just read a lot of plays and I found this play called Baby Teeth by Rita – I can never say last name. And now it's a film. It's a gorgeous mm. film. Yeah, film.
0: definitely. I like – I love it. I
1: think it's but, a great film. And I was just – I was just obsessed with it because it's all episodic. It's all title cards. It's all – all of that. And then I just went, I'll just do that. And yeah. then I sort of took that and then went an entirely different direction with it. And that's sort of where we ended up just because of all the things I've read. So I just yeah. said, where is
0: up. it at now? Like, where are you at with the play now? Like what, what do you, what stage are you up to?
1: Well, the whole process was, is that I wrote it. Mm. it won this award um at state theater company in south australia when mm-hmm. the Young playwrights award thing and i was like oh okay <laughs> well,
0: really you're, an award, you're an award winner
1: really you really are. Anyway. That's, a, that's just
0: like that's awesome though like the fact that you can put award winning next to your name like
1: it's, it's beautiful yeah.
0: it's a beautiful thing
1: <laughs> so i was like oh okay that's it that's a bit of a moment and then I then it got a stage. I submitted for it to get a stage ready at Kings Cross Theatre they have a program called Storytellers Festival it got mm-hmm. selected for 10 minutes there and then my director Kim Hardwick read it and went we're gonna do 25 minutes and then I was like okay because she was like I really like it so we're just gonna do 25 and I don't care so we read out 25 <laughs> minutes of the work and then people loved it people were interested people were like what is this who wrote this blah. blah, blah. And then, cause it's got a different energy. Like all the other stuff is like, I see the ball. Da, da, da. And then mine's mm-hmm. like, fuck you. Highly so <laughs> different. Um, so then, then from there, it went on. I submitted for it to be programmed at Kings Cross theater in their actual season. And my director from that stage reading who mm-hmm. loved it said, I'll produce it and I'll, I'll make it through my company and we'll, I'll direct it. So it was sort of just that I submitted for stuff. I just submitted things. I submitted for a bunch of stuff that I didn't get at all, but Mm. it's like a real, you've got to submit for heaps.
0: Yeah. I think so too. Like in whatever you're like doing, like you're doing a film or if you're doing a play or, you know, there's even places that you can submit TV shows, TV pilots or whatever. So I think it's like, it's super important because then at least like, Or even if you're not up to that yet, even just like giving it to different writers and like writing coaches and stuff to get their feedback and all that. It's so, it's so important to just get other people's perspective because sometimes you get one perspective, like they're only going to see like one one perspective they're only going to see their perspective of it and I mean obviously sometimes too many opinions or whatever but like in order in terms of submitting like you just want to put your stuff out there and see what you get back really like and it's just you can take it further by submitting things and yeah they like there's fees and things like that of course but yeah I think it just all depends on how motivated and how like how much you want it really and how much you want something that you've written, something that's like close to you to succeed as well. So, and you know, it's a good thing. Cause like, even if you do get rejected from places, like you start to build that like backbone of, okay, not everything's, not everything's going to be a yes. And I'm, I'm building that thing that I might get a no. So then, anything else that comes to you if you have rejected again it just gets easier and easier I feel like if you just expose yourself to something like that and allow yourself to take in the criticism that you might get like just gonna only help you get better and help you learn what you could do better next time or help change something that might need a change in the draft or something like that
1: totally agree also just like whatever like if they reject it cool I don't know I'm not personal with my writing even though my writing is entirely personal and is so like it seems like I'd be like people Mm. like oh it's my life and I'm like it's really not my life um but like but it's really like hearty and stuff I like will give it to anyone yeah I gave it to anyone and anyone who would read it like when I first wrote it and I and like they and like people be like I'll read it and then never got back to me, and I was like, okay, I'll go on to someone else. Like, I just yeah. didn't care. Like, I had no care. I think it's because I thought it was terrible, so I was just like, I'll just keep putting it out there and yeah. see if anyone. I'm just waiting for someone to tell me it's actually a piece of shit and you should stop sending this to people. <laughs> and until well, people clearly do that, not a piece of shit. I'm no, like, I know, but I was like, until people do that, like I just had no yeah. care. So maybe, yeah, maybe like that's I, the same I, with me.
0: Like I'm not when I write something like the stories that I'm writing about are personal some not some I'm just like they're just ideas and really like good ideas that I like and they're not necessarily like personal stories or like my life kind of thing but like some stuff that I'm writing now is like personal but the writing for me is like I just want to get better so I'm going to go to the I'm going to send it to the people that are better than me that have but do this like as a profession every single day and have the you know, and have more experience in me. I'm gonna go to them. They're gonna help me, and get them to help me and tell me what where I can do better. Like I'm not necessarily so personal that like every line I can't change any line that I've written. Like I think that's like crazy talk because it's like someone could be telling you to do like to elevate it, and you're like, no, I can't change it. Like that's really like I don't, I don't know I don't know yeah. I don't agree yeah, with that kind of not. attitude because it's like I'm not like the I'm not. best in writing so I want to like learn more and if someone's got a tip and a better a better way of writing something to elevate it like I'm just gonna I'm gonna listen like I'm gonna take that in and you know I do not maybe don't have to like agree with what they're saying or maybe I'm not gonna change it but if I listen I can then adapt it to like something else that I'm that I'm writing or something like that but yeah I just feel like you just have to be open when you're writing and open to taking feedback otherwise how are you gonna elevate your writing it's just not gonna happen I agree. Yeah. Um, so I actually read that you actually started, a you, you, you're producing a program and you produce a program called the Monologue Collective. I'm super interested in that because I know you were talking before about like not being able to find monologues and things like that. So is that kind of where the motivation came from to start that?
1: Yeah. Um, I was literally in my HSC drum performance and I was so thankful that I saw this one show at Griffin. I think it's the one show in Australia with a monologue that's like eight minutes for a 17 year old girl who's actually interesting and is actually a person because it's written Mm. by a woman and it's written by like a 25 year old woman. Yeah. Um, And I was so thankful that I saw that, but it's like, if I hadn't have seen that play, there are no monologues and the monologues you get recommended by the teachers are just terrible. So I was just like, what if teenage writers write the monologues for teenagers for it was just like that to me just makes the most sense and then no one was doing that that wasn't a program and I was like okay well I'll just like make this a program and then everyone that I signed on like I got I couldn't believe some of the people who signed on like some people are like prolific writers in theatre that have worked at all of the Belvoirs, Sydney Theatre Companies, Melbourne Theatre Companies, all of the big big people. And even we have the literary manager of Sydney Theatre Company giving a talk and stuff, like crazy, and they all signed on for free. They were like, this sounds amazing. But I was like, oh, well, if I can get funding, like obviously I'll pay you, but like if if you could send me any sort of like letters of support and stuff, I can try and get funding so that we can pay every artist involved. But everyone just signed on for free.
0: That's great.
1: And then, but because it was so insane with like the people that I got on, but also when writing grants, like you've got to be so specific and you've got to know their goals as a company, like Mm. who you're applying to and you've got to be so specific about how you're going to use every cent of their money. Like never say that you need five grand and it's going to go here, here. Say you need $4,955. <laughs> and that, that $5 is going towards this specifically. And that the entire program, these are the specific aims. Nothing, nothing can be vague and it's got to be, okay, wow. what are they? But like, that's actually not that hard. Like if yeah. you, cause you don't have to write heaps, like you can write three sentences for an answer, but you've, you've told them everything they need to know. Like they don't want to read heaps. They don't want to read fucking paragraphs. They want to read yeah. something that tells them straight away, oh, this is something that we should give money to, blah, blah, blah. So I just did that. I was just like, it's teenagers writing teenage monologues. that doesn't exist. theaters is inaccessible. Theatre is hmm. an ageing population. Only old white men go see the theatre. You need kids involved, da, da, da. There's queer kids, there's kids from Western Sydney, there's kids from different cultural backgrounds, blah, 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 blah. Yes. But it's not because they're there, because they just are. They're not tokenized. They just were the best people and they're the ones that got in. <laughs> so sick. And then, then I got funding from Create New South Wales, Rodney Seaborn, CWA, KXTP, well Like it's. It seems like I'm running like a motorbike brand sponsorship deal, <laughs> but like so, yeah. Got a few sponsorships, which like I think results in like twenty grand. Like it's nothing, yeah. but at least it's enough to run the. But no, that's
0: still a lot, though. Like considering that yeah. grants do Yeah, and they don't come. They don't come around often. So it's like, it's great that you got, got that just by doing starting something that's you know that's really needed because like there's
1: like that's it's so crazy that that didn't exist and now that exists and it's Mm -hmm. like as if you don't just do stuff like i'm not i'm not writing it i'm not acting it but it's like as if you don't just do stuff because like now that exists and that's cool it's cool that people will get to use that for their hc they'll have that
0: yeah they'll have that resource they don't have to like stress like because hsc and being in your 12 is already stressful enough. So having to do something and you don't want to spend that much time trying to like, just find a resource to like, find your monologue. You want to, you want something there that you know is there and you can go to and you can find something that's decent and that has substance behind it. And yeah, you don't have to stress. That's you you've taken it like a stress of a kid that would probably be like just, crazy in their head trying to find out things
1: without the resource because I do hate to see drama tutoring as well and I tutor so many that have no idea and then I give them I'm like here is an Australian plays monologue and then they're like oh my god it speaks like I do and I'm like yeah Mm. not that hard but just like to find that it's like an underground playwright who's only written on an indie stage Sydney fringe once yeah (laughs) is online publishing that's it like so it's so hard to find that sort of stuff so
0: yeah super important what's kind of next for you like what are you what are you aiming to do next like what's your next kind of project are you working on anything else at the moment and like what do you want to see for whatever you're working on right now
1: yeah, there's so many things right now. It's it's a bit insane. I, I can't really cope with it. But <laughs> um, I'm going to LA and New York to do Dead Skin, remounting at Hollywood Fringe, and then hopefully Off-Broadway. And then we're going to do that to raise funds for it to then mm. do it as a feature film because I got yeah, this wow. mentorship with Diversity Entertainment and they're helping me do this. So... That's the next, like I've got to write a feature film and I, I'm I'm writing it at the moment. It's it's like first act's done, but I've got to write that and do that. So I'm still in Dead Skin Land, which is like it just feels like I've been in Dead Skin Land for so long. But yeah. I've found new things with it that I'm like, because it was very unclear where I wanted to go with it at 17 and now I feel like I've found what that is now that I've learned about what the problems were that I think the characters were going through. So yeah. So I've learned a lot and it's now it's all new and inspiring but it's just it's just overwhelming because that opportunity means that I have to like really do <laughs> that and really like the stakes are higher for that Whereas yeah, all yeah. the stuff it's like it's only me writing and then I get people on Mm. So that's happening. I'm writing, I uh, just had a development at King's Cross Theatre for my next play, Feminazi, which I'm really interested in writing, which is about a self-proclaimed feminazi who sets out to kill every man in the world. But it's actually about um gender and what it is to be a woman. What is what is it to distinguish between woman and man when you're trying to kill everyone? And what does that actually mean about gender performance and that sort of thing? And like, what is gender? What is queerness? Those sort of big, big, big questions that I don't know the answers to. Yeah. But I think that'll just be a play of us trying to work out what the answers are to them. Yeah. Um, so I'm keen for that. And that's, that's keen. And there's a few people interested in that. So I'm hoping that I can do that soon. And then I'm working on... I've got a short that I'm filming this year, which I'm so excited because I'm going to film it at my old school, Nepan High in Western Sydney. They've given me, they don't know what the film's about. And I'm like, I'm so glad you don't know what the film's about. Because it's about, um, it's called Oi, mm. And it's about this, girl who un, um it's trying to stop the stigma against cat fights it's about a cat fight that ha- happens in a school but then it, yeah. it cycles back to tell you the reason why the cat fight and the brawl happened in the middle of the school and like mm-hmm. what was the psychology that went behind this girl getting to this point to fight this other girl yeah, and trying to destigmatize that, like the sexualization of that, like how catfights are always like, Oh, it's like girl on girl, that sort of thing. While she's also dealing with queerness, while she's also dealing with hypersexuality from trauma, like so many different things that are going on with that. And I, that's really precious to my heart. Cause that's like yeah. eight or four vibes. So I'm working on getting that ready so that that can be shot and done. And I'm so keen it's going to be done in my old school. And they have yeah, no that's idea. so
0: awesome. Yeah, I did my first short film in my old school too. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. I was I, like, guys,
0: like, can I just use the school? Like, I'm, yeah. come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm, so I'm so keen. I'm keen to go back and I think it'll be great because we'll probably get all of the extras of students at the school and the students at the school Is it a
0: performing arts school or is it just like a normal?
1: It is. It's POVO as. It's not performing arts at all. Like there's metal in the bathrooms. It's very much like, (laughs) like, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So (laughs) I'm very keen for it to be like, it'll be definitely that because that's what the kids are like there. But um, Mm -hmm. even though it is performing arts, it's very odd. Um, Yes, I'm keen for that. And then I'm... I've got two features that I'm in that aren't mine that are coming up that are brilliant, brilliant things and I'm very excited to be involved in and potentially a theatre show that I can't say that I'm in yet because it's probably main stage and mm. not allowed until they announce it. But, yeah, so That's lots, so
0: exciting. I'm tired.
1: I'm scared. Yeah,
0: but you're doing so much and you're so young as well. Like, and it's so inspiring because I haven't, you know, I've had like mainly like film and TV like people that are in film and tv come on but like just to hear the whole theater side and how like how you got how you started with you know at such a young age 17 like riding dead skin like and just the processes of that like you know I don't know who's out there I don't know who's listening but they might be more interested in theater and things like that so they've just gotten a whole bunch of tips and advice and stuff from you and you're still like not even 21 yet so that's just that's insane and taking it now to like to becoming a feature film, like, it just must be, like, so incredible just to have, just to see where you started with Dead Skin to, like, where it is now. You must be, like, what the hell? It was crazy.
1: Yeah. It doesn't feel real. I think when I'm in America, I'll be, like, oh, my God, I actually have to do something. Like, <laughs> this has yeah. to. Because at the moment I say it people are, like, oh, my God. And I'm, like.
0: It's just a whole different thing. Like,
1: yeah. And like, it's, it just seems all a bit, like, too... Too crazy to happen, so I'm sort of mm. just like, oh, we'll but see. But you've also just got to stay
0: like, like one step at a time, and like just keep oh. focused, focused, like on what what's happening now, because like it's so awesome for people to be like this is amazing this is amazing and stuff but then you start to get caught up in a little bit of being like yeah it's so sick it's gonna be amazing and then you start thinking yeah. about other things and you're like oh my god because I do that all the time like when I'm writing my feature films and all that I kind of try to like I just jump ahead and I start thinking about something else I'm not really concentrating on what I'm meant to be concentrating on so it's like um but yeah that's so awesome and diversity pictures will 100% like they will They will do awesome stuff. I know that. I mean, I'm not just saying that because Jess is like my close friend, but like I'm genuinely like I have learned a lot just when I'm when I started at like TAFTA, which is like John's school, like Jess's dad. And I just learned so much from there. And then when I met Jess, it was like, okay, this like all this stuff is making so much more sense and the process of processes of everything and just like taking your time with things. I think it's super important. So I think it's awesome that you've had this time with dead skin and gone through like all your, like each, each age that you're at now, like you've just got, it's come, it's come with you. You know what I mean? And it's only going to get better. And even when it's in a feature film, I feel like it's going to take it to the next level.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's one day I will not speak about dead skin anymore. And it'll be a very (laughs) weird interesting day when I am not speaking about this play. But I
0: mean that's what happens though. Like projects can be on for ed- for ages. You know, you could be on yeah. this one project for ages. It's just I know.
1: <laughs> it's it's I, a special thing, though. five years. I think there'll be another five years of at least interviews and things about it. Mm. And then I, I think I'll turn twenty-six and it'll be done. I think. I think well, that's I, good I think to
0: know. I think when you're 26 I'm probably gonna be like old as. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bit of an <laughs> oldie. I don't know your age. I'm you freaking
0: 26 now.
1: Oh, you don't look 26.
0: I get that. I get that sometimes. I get that like, I get like 20, 21, maybe. Yeah. 21. Which is good. It's good. It like adds another like couple of years acting life. Love. But I kind of want to get into the raising awareness section because we do that at the end of each. um episode and you have something really like important and I just want to get into it and if you want to explain what you want to raise awareness to that would be great today.
1: Yeah cool. Um, I sort of just want to raise awareness which is sort of what I do in all my work to um, women, queer women, all of them in work. I just think they're very important behind the camera, in front of the camera, creatively involved in shows, all of that. I just think it's really important that like when you see other queer, queer women or like sort of femme beans, whatever that means doing stuff, I hope that it, it allows other young people and other queer young people and women to start doing the same. So I just think it's like, it's really important to share as much as you can of your story. Like I'm very much not attached to my life. And like, I talk about my queerness all the time now because no one spoke about it when I was going through that. And I had no idea, like even sexual health, like anything to do with that. So, or just like what it looks like for that to happen. Is that okay? And stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I just think if you can, whatever in you that you wish someone else was already speaking about, you as a person have to be in. I'm um, not an activist, like I'm not going to go all like <laughs> white girl boss on you because like, yeah. gross. and like, it makes me sad that the amount of people that speak are usually white people. Like, I just think that's really, really, really effed. And like white feminism is a real thing. And I'm here to be like, that's, that's just crap. And it's not my place to then go into another story about that. But I mean, I want more people that aren't just white to be saying this stuff, but I mean, mm-hmm. I just think it's really important that, you express things that you wish other people, uh, you wish you had at your age. Yeah. So I just think keep doing that. Keep. Yeah,
0: of course. And, like, that's the thing with, like, even the monologues and stuff, like, just creating all these new things so then the people that come after us have what we didn't have, if you know what I mean. And, like, yeah. and it's the same with, like, queer, like, and just making sure women are represented correctly and things like that. Like, some there's some writers that, Are like ahead of us now that are doing it for us to make it easier for us to tell our own stories and have our own story stories noticed as women and yeah definitely like I feel like it's a tough time at the moment in like the queer community because there's so much shit going on that I'm just like so angered about like just just, like, going back in time, like, we're literally, like, going backwards in some countries and, like, even our country is like, going a little bit backwards with who's in um, president, who is in government right now. Like, and friends,
1: people just need to be protected and it's just so yeah. devastating and effed that, like, there's still so many laws and still so many laws and then just, like, subtle discrepancies, that ensure mm-hmm. that trans trans people cannot like exist and have a great life. And I just think yeah, exactly. that, that just infuriates me. I don't it's, understand why.
0: It's terrible. Know. It's like we're in 2022, like these people, let them live, let them live who they want and be who they want to be. Like it literally has nothing to do with you if someone is trans or if someone is queer or someone, whoever, it has nothing to do with you because like it's not affecting your life so why why do you care like just you know it's not it's not fair to keep someone from having rights just because you don't believe that who they are is a who is who they are is valid like it's it's just Yeah. yeah it's completely what we're going through right now is just completely like I'm just gonna say it's completely fucked up like I I hate it like I'm just I have so many friends that are like queer, like that are in the, the community that I fully support. That I want to like, you know, if they're not in this industry, I want to share their stories as well. You know, I want to like listen to them and un- and understand as much as I can. And that's that's what you need to do. Like people that are, I feel like people that are ignorant about it just literally need to sit down and have have a full. Conversation with someone who is trans and someone who is in the LGBTQI plus community. Because it's like, unless you talk to someone that's in that in that's in that community and that's going through something, um, and that's literally having their rights taken away from them right now, like as we speak, especially like what's going on in America and like Texas and all the southern states. It's like unless you hear what they have to say, you're just you're gonna remain ignorant and you're gonna, you're just gonna remain as you are and like i'm not trying to preach or anything but i'm just like dude like all you need to do is listen take just listen to one person and it could actually change your life as well whilst you're listening to them and just you know it's just it's it's disgusting i mean i go through it with like my disability and stuff too so i'm like it's not maybe not on the same level but no people do not- are like just just being discriminated against level. it's just people are just being discrimin- discriminated against like on all levels right now, in like so many different communities that are that are minority communities, because other people, mass communities just don't get it. A lot of people that are just not involved in any of those communities just are just ignorant towards towards it.
1: Yeah, but it's just like humans should have a level of empathy, and if you don't have that, then like, are you really human? Because you don't, I don't have to have a disability to understand that you're entirely valid and what that is. Like, I don't even know what it is, but it doesn't matter. It's more like 100% that's as valid as queeness. Like, I would never think otherwise. I would never think that your problem is less than. Like, I would never.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they have so many important stories to tell, you know. And what I hate is, like, that a lot of it is not being told because the the people that run the big the big networks or the big streaming platforms or whatever are white males that Mm. don't get it, (laughs) that choose to not get it as well. And sometimes, like, I genuinely feel sorry for them because it's obviously come their way of life and their their beliefs have obviously come from people that are just like them that never actually took the time to understand someone else. Yeah. You You know what I mean? And that's... It's the, it's the, it's the domino effect and no one, no one is, there's too, there's too many people that follow that same domino effect that refuse to like even just listen to someone that is trying to tell a story that's not the same story as theirs. So I don't, I don't, I don't don't know. I just, I'm so passionate about it because I'm just like, I'm looking at, I'm reading all these things and I'm just like, this is just ridiculous. Like, come on, like there's going to be a time where there has to be a time where people just accept people for who they are and stay out of other people's business. Like it's literally nothing, like it's nothing got to do with you. Someone who someone wants to love and who someone wants to be like, it's just nothing to do with you. Like just understand it, try to understand it. If you can't understand it, just don't say anything at all. Cause if you're going to say something that's just completely ignorant and rude, you may as well just like, you know, <laughs> keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Just, yeah. just stop. Yeah, just stop. Stop Stop the, like, behaviour that's happening right now. Be a part of the change rather than part of the problem.
1: Yeah. Agreed, agreed.
0: But you're doing great things and it's so, it's so good to hear that, like, the successes you're having because I feel like anyone that's listening to this will be inspired and, like, you know, you may have just made someone write their own play like you know you know what I mean like after I to say, to email
1: this. me send me your play I want to read your play I want to read your film I want to read whatever whatever people write that they're doing so send it to me just look up my name it's not that hard Lanika <laughs> you'll find it Lanika
0: which is a sick name and we spoke about this before like yeah. you going to tell people we're gonna end with a high like high note what's the what's the meaning behind the name because I oh, read it on IMDb and it's I love it I love yeah. it
1: um so it's entirely made up it's not scandinavian or anything i'm named after the yellow Teletubby tubby lala and then the rest of it's just made up so your, your parents
0: are obsessed, obsessed with tally <laughs> like yeah,
1: you were my mum loves the yellow telly tubby so <laughs>
0: so i love that that's so cute i love i love lala lala, lala was cool. Ew,
1: i love lala
0: Lala yeah, was cute. I was obsessed with Poe myself. Oh, like, everyone
1: I, talks about Poe and you can all shut up about Poe because I'm Lala <laughs> and I'm hearing about
0: it. That's so I love that though. I love that your mum yeah. just like whatever. I'm just gonna name my daughter after the telejumper. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and I'm so looking forward to seeing Dead Skin. Like I have to see it. Like, what is this now? I'm so excited to see hey, you're it. You're- and hopefully we can meet up in LA like I think I'm going to be there soon I have no idea right now like everything's kind of timeline is yeah up in the air at the moment but hopefully by January I'll be there so if you are in the states I'm sure we'll connect and yeah meet up yeah so thank you so much for coming on and Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find us on whatever podcast platform you use. And whilst you're there, please leave us a comment, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.